give it love and approval, can you say yes to it? Say yes to it, accept it. It is what it is. It happened. You cannot change that by acting out of fear or anger. The only way you can change anything in your future to what you essentially want in the end that you feel that you're already lacking is by picturing it and just picturing it over and over again as if you already have it. It's like fake it till you make it. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to Vibe Up. I'm Kristen. I'm Alyssa. I'm Sydney. I'm Alex. I'm Aisha, and today we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence. Just not holding on to any emotions that come up. But in this book, there's a chart of fucking emotions. We went around the room and read the entire chart, and anytime you heard the word and you got like a little, like, and you felt something, I put a dot next to it. You'd best believe this whole fucking thing was up like because I was connecting stories to them like oh I felt unloved and unwanted because Sean did this to me back then again living in the past that's what that is any emotion that you're holding on to is you living in the past wait can you just read like 10 of them and I want to see if any pop up for me let's practice it so there's apathy grief well this is the categories apathy grief fear lust anger pride courageousness acceptance and peace Courageousness, acceptance, and peace are the three categories you want to operate out of, okay, that that mental state, because that's going to be the higher frequency, your higher consciousness state. The other ones, though, even pride, those are the ones you're operating from a low frequency, a low mental state. Let's go through, I'll read uh, grief, abandoned, abused, accused, anguished, ashamed, betrayed, blue, cheated, despair, disappointed, distraught, embarrassed, forgotten, Guilty, heartbroken, heartache, heartsick, helpless, hurt, if only, ignored, inadequate, inconsolable, it's not fair, left out, longing, lost, melancholy, misunderstood, mourning, neglected, nobody cares, nobody loves me, nostalgia, passed over, pity, poor me, victimization, regret, uh, rejected, remorse, sadness, sorrow, fearful, tormented, torn, tortured, unhappy, unloved, unwanted, vulnerable, why me, wounded. So we went through and read, they read them out loud, and I, we were, our job was to sit there and hit the ones that you felt something on. Can we go around and say, like, the, fir- the first word, or I have one word. that stuck go out. Ahead. Inconsolable. I don't really? even know what that means. Inconsolable, unable to be consoled. You can't so, be comforted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine sounds so depressing. Mine's but depressing. Mine forgotten. Mine's so oh, depressing. why? That, like, I Her literally felt a pit in my stomach and couldn't even listen to, like, the ten words after that. I was so focused on that. For me, it's, like, fucked up because, like, I don't care if I'm forgotten. <laughs> if I'm, like, not known when I die or something like that that's fine with me but that's why it's a low level frequency for me because it's like something that I know I shouldn't feel because I should be so comfortable in myself just with myself that I shouldn't need anybody to remember me yeah yeah. so the biggest thing is that you are not separate from anyone else we are one honestly 
It, True. The labels that were created are all things to divide us up, right? We're all the same energy. We're literally all the same energy. And this is why, you know, anything that you, you want to treat everyone the way you want to be treated because it's going to come back to you via karma. And it's literally you, it's a mirror. You're facing yourself maybe at another point in your life. That's why they say keep your friends closer, but your en- or keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Because your enemies are the ones that are causing the most dis- inner disturbance right. in you are actually the ones that you're most like. I was just thinking about this the other day because you think about, I would see people post about their like fitness all the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm sick of this. Stop posting about it. And then I just started, I just started a training program and I'm like, I get it. Like this is making me feel so good. And I get why it's being shared because this person wants to share it with other people and wants other people to feel this good. When you knock someone else's hustle, it's because you're not hustling as hard. This has been the first time in my life that I have felt insecure about the physical body, which is really, like, random to be experiencing at 27, but... Like, for the past month or so, it's been something that was coming up, and I wanted to figure out why it was coming up, and I just realized that it was because I wasn't taking action to Mm. do anything about my body. Like, yes, I was working out here or there, but not with the right intention, I don't think. So putting the intention into that action, knowing that taking care of my physical body, it's not just to check off on my list of things to do that day. Throughout the entire or process. Or even to see, like, a physical change. Like, just the fact that you're being considerate about your body and, like, doing something that's good for it will change the lens of how you see yourself. Yeah. And I've noticed that there was still that hump of overcoming the need for the physical change as the outcome. And instead, experiencing the activity, the motion of the body, is a meditation within itself that I had never looked towards Not only just the meditation aspect, but for me, it's training my mind and telling myself I can always do more, which is a good habit to have in any aspect of my life. But when I'm working out, I find myself exercising that in my mind because I want to give up. I'm tired. I'm sweating. I'm sore. But instead, trying to remove those thoughts and telling myself, your body can handle one more burpee, like get over it. And it can. It can. It will keep going. I did a kundalini yoga once that they talked about building grit, and that's what you do. It's pushing past the voice in your head that's telling you to stop. And that's what, like, I equate to as, like, the devil and the angel on your shoulder. So those thoughts, that's your mind. That's your ego taking over. And your being, your soul, source, the angel on the side, is making a deliberate choice to let that mind take over. Or the ego take over like that and get you so attached and so stuck and holding on to the these negative emotions because it comes back to three things wanting either wanting approval wanting control or wanting safety that's what every single emotion comes back to are those three things so wanting approval wanting control and wanting safety so this is the meditation i'm gonna because this is a perfect spot for me to to even just start saying it so so before any of that step one Say this after me, all right? I must want imperturbability more than I want approval, want control, and want safety. I must want imperturbability. I must want imperturbability. More than I want approval. More than I want approval. 
One control. One control. And one safety. And one safety. Why does that feel like a ritual to me? We need to have It's a mantra. Being well, imperturbable means unbothered. I need to do that, but I can't. Yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, you I can. can. I your can. mind's yeah. telling you, the devil on your shoulder's telling you you can't. Yeah. Your you being is pure. It can't, it is unbothered. Yeah. It knows the end of the movie. Let it flow right through like a river. Yeah. Literally, like you open a window or a door and it flows right out. That's what you have to allow it because you don't want to totally make those bad ones go away. Why? Because. Because that's not reality. True. It, it's going to come up. Yeah, that's true. The goal is to not be phased by it and yeah. not to give the power by reacting. Right, yeah. That's, that's the goal. my problem is the reaction. So let anytime you feel annoyance, anytime you feel any of those emotions on that lower level, that lower scale, make that be a red, like it's going surrender, red flag, red flag. Look here. Yeah. Why is this bothering you? Look here. And then y- you have a choice. I'm going to hold on to this and then start spewing out and operating from this lower level of consciousness, this lower frequency. Or you say, okay, I love you. Okay, you're annoying, but I love you. I'm going to walk this way. And let it be be like, ooh, okay, let's step back. Anytime you feel that any emotion, let that be your trigger to, to wake up and be like, oh, self again, back to the angel. Sorry, I was looking the other way. Let that be your trigger anytime it pops up. So you have to say, I decide to release and be imperturbable. Could you let go of wanting control so you can have control? Want means lacking. If you want something, that means you don't have it. You're putting yourself further away from whatever it is you quote unquote want. But I think it's important to recognize your wants because then you know where you're lacking. And that's what that moment is. The moment of realizing that it's a trigger is fully experiencing it as it comes but also releasing it. Can you let go of wanting control, which means you lack it. You're telling yeah. yourself you lack control. Anytime you say you want something, you're telling yourself you lack it. But you know, as when you're looking in the seat of soul, of source, of God, you know that you have it all. You actually have all the answers. If you die, you'll still be okay, right? That's the worst thing that could happen. Right. in any. If you break up, You'll be okay, right? Eventually, right? Eventually, you'll be fine though. It's not gonna be, you're not gonna die. And again, if you die, it doesn't matter because you're, you're gonna be just fine too. I mean, <laughs> so you were saying it's good to acknowledge your wants because it shows you where you're lacking. So basically, instead of saying you want something, you frame it more as I allow myself to have. So you're allowing your, you're still acknowledging that it's something that you're getting in the future, which means you might not have it now, but you're allowing it to happen. You're changing the intention. Of, right. And the the mindset the that you are even saying, you're acknowledging where you're lacking, you're actually just realizing that the lacking is the lie. Like that the thoughts of what you lack are not actually true. Because you don't lack those things. But I mean, like, there are some things that are lacking. Like, Give for example, example yeah. like needing to work out more or eating healthy and not doing it. Like, I am lacking that in my life. Like, if I change the thought, then, yeah, the actions could follow. But even if they don't and the thought still changes, like, there's still some things that you're always going to lack because there's a difference between this, like, spiritual world and then the physical world where it's not always going to connect. But your mind is a creative instrument. Your mind is shifting everything. 
So when you were painting that picture of yourself of this person that doesn't work out and doesn't do anything and you're, oh, you know, I'm lazy today. When you see yourself like that and you keep telling yourself that and you like you just kept telling us this right now. Instead, <laughs> paint, repaint the picture, repaint the picture of you feeling 100 percent like of you feeling be- better, you know, like with your knee, repaint the picture and it will start to help. That doesn't mean it's going to be totally healed tomorrow that doesn't mean that that means you're not giving power and you're changing the intention and operating from a higher level of consciousness of that you have everything and you have all answers because you do because your soul is going to move on and is is an infant is an infinite being you know it's always around time and we know time does not exist you have to just let go of that picture of the past because today you have a choice to be that person working out in the gym. Yeah, I guess that's the problem is disconnecting of what path has already happened instead of starting right now fresh. Like, it's easy to, like, accumulate all of the things in your life together and view that as this is who I am, these are my habits, this is what I'm doing, and connecting to that in the now, but it doesn't affect the future if you change your now. Exactly. So it's really letting go of the past. And all, all emotions are, are attached to stories and patterns and our minds are constantly looking for patterns of behavior in ourselves and in other people to paint our entire identity in the now sitting here i can choose my identity to be any of these things that have nothing to do with the patterns that i've been right it's just like string theory like i could make a decision right now that could change my whole fucking life you know like i went to p club okay i made a decision to go to p club and look at what decision spiraled from there you know like I'm in a whole, I am not the same person I was last year. I am not. And this is, you know what? I'm going to say this too, because this is why I left Shane. This is one of the reasons why I left him. Because you know what he would always say to me? He'd always be like, no, I know you. You're malicious. And you're doing that because you have an alternative motive. I know you too well, blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't allow me out of my past. I was stuck in this fucking cage of something of a mistake I did years ago. And he believed that's who I was. And I said, that means you don't love me. Because you're not seeing me for me. And realize that the things that I do out of anger, that's not me. The thing that I do out of sadness, that's not me. Me, I'm this being over here that I know I'm perfect. So here's devil's advocate to this. So you're letting go of the past, right? What happens when somebody does something that really seems unforgivable at first? And you want to be that better person that's listening to the angel that's saying, forgive them love them, care for them, but it's something that, like, when do you turn into a doormat? No, so that is a great, oh, fucking awesome, first off. (laughs) Uh, That is something I said in the workshop this weekend, and she's like, no, 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 she's like, so being, operating from a higher level of consciousness and out of love, that does not mean you're a doormat. Just because you're releasing does not mean you have to keep that person in your, in your life. And now this comes to the the idea of attachment versus aversion. Okay. So you don't have to have that person in your life. You're just fine if that person's in your life or not. Right. Probably if you're using you as a doormat, it's probably best to let them go. It's like letting love go. If you really love them, you let them go kind of thing. Cause they obviously need to work on some inner disturbances within them. And you will not be able to show them that you just have to love them and say, Oh, I was there at one point. I operated from that level at some time, point in time, because, because that's exactly what it is. 
we are all re- reflections of each other of different stages and different levels of frequency. It's but then the being is making a, a decision to let the give control to the mind and let the mind tell you how it is, tell you all these stories, tell you these labels, good versus bad. There is nothing bad because every single thing you could think of in your life right now, okay, in your past, that you would label as bad. Did you learn something from it? Right? Those are the biggest lessons I've had are those moments. <laughs> Boom. You would not be who you are today without those lessons. And yeah. you're just, and you're fine, right? How, how do you feel right now? Great. Fantastic. At peace. At peace. Happy. So why are you letting your mind go into the past, snatch up this emotion because I just want to think about this for a sec. And then, and then what? And then what? Does it change what happened? No. But you know what it's doing? It's shifting your fucking future. Because now you're manifesting it because you're giving so much power from this negative mental state. You're giving power to those emotions and now you're acting on it and now it's going to just be a fucking snowball effect so stop it when it comes up recognize the emotion and let it go right out so what do you do if it's like you have these intrusive thoughts that you recognize are intrusive but you still have them but that's okay you still want them you just are like oh hey hello (laughs) like yeah because they're still gonna come right the the goal is not to silence the mind the goal is to let the mind talk but t- but then just be like KK bye bye <laughs> and and look the other way. That I'll is what it, it is. Basically. Exactly. Observe it. Observe it because that's what we are. That's what self awareness is. Being able to see that and s- separating the I from the ego. I was just thinking. I remember one meditation I listened to. I don't remember who it was by, but the voice had said to let all your thoughts come to your head. Whatever does come to your head, imagine it like leaves on a river and they're just kind of swimming down and they just swim away you see them and then they just float away and you just let your thoughts do the same thing because they're they're gonna come up regardless if they're thoughts you like necessarily want to have come up they're gonna be there anyway so i listened to a similar meditation that basically said picture a bunch of cars on a road And then picture yourself on a rock a hundred yards away, just watching the cars go. And those cars are each of your thoughts and you're just watching them. And that, it was just such a good visual because I feel like I pictured instantly myself in a car, in traffic. (laughs) I was all stuck on the road. And then it says, picture yourself a football field away and you're like, wow, I have this whole new perspective. My thoughts are happening and I'm not a part of them. And it felt so good. I think, I forget who said it on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, but they mentioned how, I think it was Deepak Chopra who said that he realized that he was not his thoughts in a moment of having tons of terrible thoughts. And he was at the point where he wanted to give up and he thought to himself, I can't live with myself anymore. And then he stepped back from that thought and was like, who is the self that I can't live with? If that's not me, if I can't live with that person, then that's not me if I can see that. And I yeah, thought that was interesting. he's able to recognize a difference in that it's separate. Exactly. So he's able to recognize that that's mm-hmm. He's not just who the he observer right. of those things. But every, every emotion, you're not. Don't identify, don't attach yourself to any label, to anything, because it's not, you're not any of them. 
Like, the shit I do and say out of anger, that's not me. No way. I don't, I don't, that's not me. I'll fucking deny it the next day. <laughs> I didn't say that. What you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, that's not me. No. Like, I black out. I legit, I've used this term before. When I get really mad, I black the fuck out. And because I'm l- allowing the mind to just go into a, f- I don't even know where this <laughs> mind takes me on a wild, wild roller coaster. And I'm, that's why it's like, take the power back. And stop acting like a victim, too, because you're allowing these things to happen and these things to come into your life, whether it be tomorrow or years from now. You are manifesting it and putting it into the universe to come right back. I feel like the biggest struggle is just observing and not clinging on to the positive things you feel. Like when you feel that peace and that comfort and that unconditional love and in those fleeting moments where you do feel them, it's easy to be like, how can I make this happen all the time? How can I feel like this all the time? How can I make my whole life about this? And you can't. It's the point when you try to grasp onto that and make it all the time that it becomes something you can no longer hold on to that will change. I also think when it comes to feeling the positive emotions and not attaching to them, that's where the pride comes in. I think when you attach too much to, I am this positive person, I am happy, I am, I'm all these things all the time, you kind of develop a bit of a a spiritual ego, in a sense, of Mm. I'm above all of this because I feel this way all the time. I think that that kind of links to the embarrassment, and that's because you don't want other people to know that you don't have it all together. So you want to have this pride to make it seem like I'm this strong person, I have it together, you can lean on me, you can count on me, I'm a positive person. Your mind's trying to figure out the answer right now. Trying to figure out how am I going to do it. Let's let's think of every single way of how we can live to be this way and have an attachment to the positive emotions. And that's why I say there's no there's no good or bad, there just is, there's one. And you that's why you have to release positive emotions too so you don't create an attachment because if you do lose it, then it's going to be like, oh my God, I'm dying, oh my God, I'm falling apart, I'm unloved, this, that, and the third. Fuck that. Let the good stuff go too. You're going to be okay either way. If you lose everything tomorrow, you're going to figure it out. You will. It's a scary thought. Absolutely. But you will figure it out because think about your past and all the other shit you've overcame. Did you think that some of the solutions that you found... Okay, so let me... I'm going to give an example about what happened yesterday. Yesterday, I had a deal that... I'm a big person of wanting control. I want all of it. One control, one safety, blah, blah, blah. Again, telling myself I'm lacking it all the time. I want to know every single possible scenario that could happen in this. Every contingency plan, just in case. I need to know. I have to plan for them all. There's so many... There's endless possibilities. It's unlimited. We're trying to take this infinite thing and put it into a finite place in your mind and figure out every single path to get there. Well, this is what happened. Actually, last month with my month end, I was a th- I ended up being $1,000 away from plan on the last day. I had no idea how I was going to find it, but I just started calling people. What did you- And I let it go. I didn't dwell on it like, oh my God, oh, $1,000 away. Oh my God, this is fucked up. Fuck this place. They fucked me over. They did this. They did- I could have went down that hole. I didn't. I said, okay. I let it motivate me. I went for it. And then I still did not think I got it. I still didn't think I found it. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a, a deal that I did not think would go through went through and I hit my month because I let go of it. Was that one of the calculations that I had in the beginning though? You think that was one of my plans? 
No, Were your wasn't. plans all escape plans of what you're going to do when yes. you don't hit it? Exactly. Not even. It was like plans like, okay, I'm going to type this email to this person and then I'm going to try to get this person to sign this now. Wow. And I'm going to, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like thinking of thing, how it could go wrong. It was just, I was trying to plan too much. I was trying to put a limitation on something that is unlimited. There's unlimited possibilities always. So I was trying to limit them so I could understand them all. This mind can't understand infinite shit yet. Not until we're out of this mind, out of this, <laughs> out of this body. But we won't know. So I did not know that would happen when I was doing all my contingency plans and what I was going to do for the day. I did not expect it. And that's the thing. Like, because what did me going crazy do? What would that have done? Would that have changed anything? No, it probably, it probably would have made me not hit plan because now that energy is being spewed through my voice on the phone and people are like, I don't want to fucking buy from you, you neurotic bitch. Like, what is this? You know? So. But I had a question of what you thought about this is, um, how we can't understand the uh, infinite. What do you think? Why do you think that we're able to contemplate it? Like, how do you think that we know that that exists, but aren't able to reach it? It's interesting because the research that I've been doing on psychopaths, currently reading a book about a neuroscientist who he got a scan back and found out that he was a psychopath after researching serial killers for his entire career. So he looked further into the aspects of his brain and found that there there is a part of the brain that psychopaths lack that is specifically that. It's the feeling of connection to the infinite. And it's almost like without that feeling, all morality goes out the window, all instinct to act in a pro-social way goes out the window because you're not feeling connected to the people around you. And so Mm. I think connection to people around us is key, or even nature, other living things. A part of our brain recognizes that immediately and can feel that and i think feeling is the major point of that it's was it like a damaged part of his brain or a lacking of a it had no activity in that part of his brain so what causes there to be no activity well that's that's the the big question it could be trauma it could be genetics it could be environment it could be social interaction it could just be they might just be playing their role in the play that we have here because how many people you think that that person has taught a lesson? Even serial killers. Look honestly. how fascinated everyone is with them because it's so but, it's so different. Everyone is interested in because they're realizing how many similarities that they have to people too. Well, that's the creepy thing. Exactly. <laughs> but this is the point where it's like the fact that we sit here and separate ourselves from from the person sitting across from us. The the, the idea of individualism is a lie. We are all one energy. When we all die, we are all made. Where there's one frequency, we all have DNA, right? It's all the same. It's the same. We're all the same. The only thing that is differentiating us is the things that we're told from our past, one, affecting our future, and the labels that we have created and put upon ourselves. Whether it be from, you know, just any any of the, the categories you could think of, good, bad, good versus evil, religion, going to into race into national origin into sex even that's why people recognize as non-binary because we are both male and female because we are one we are the same because you are a mirror of me because whatever i do to you is going to come back to me in the future at some point 
sitting there and and even when you're tr- you're differentiating someone from and, and labeling them oh that's a, that's a psychopath or that's this or as if it's like a negative thing that's just another label and that's you operating out of pride okay so you're saying we are all one we had a conversation earlier that was not recorded where you were talking about saying that's not me you say in your craziest moments that's not me but that is individualism you're saying just as if think your craziest thought right now whether it's appropriate or inappropriate like think your craziest thought somewhere out there somebody has thought about that lives based on that something they relate to that thought and you might say that's not me but you're also saying i'm just not identifying myself with the emotion of anger like i'm not an angry person like you're not just angry you're not just that like, i'm it's not a just that thing. just that that's a better way to We're, say it because, because if you separate yourself from that that is still separating yourself when really everything's one everything's connected that's why like all these things are good all these things on this list apathy grief fear lust anger pride then it goes into courageousness acceptance and peace this is all good shit you there is no like bad and i i don't identify with it where i'm I'm speaking from a standpoint of me sitting back in the seat of source of the the con of consciousness pure consciousness i see what you're saying but i also think that just like we witness our thoughts as cars and as fish going by we need to witness those emotions as still part of us we're just not that 24 7 does that make sense you're just not giving it like power. instead of yeah. denying it fully you're witnessing it, it you're observing it but you're not saying that's not me you're saying that's me it's happening but keep moving and just keep it moving what was the one that popped out for you alex Abused. In any situation, when you hear the word abuse or abused, it's not viewed as good, typically. That one just stuck out. With specific memories? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got specific memories. Did you know that you haven't processed it yet? I actually am completely, mm, completely. I'm very close to that word not phasing me. It's a past memory, it triggers kind of thing. But at the same time, I've also, me and Aisha have talked about an experience before. And honestly, what did you do? You kind of had me relive it. And it was painful and (laughs) and whatnot. But it was probably the best decision I've ever made because it has made me release. Not forgive, but, well, forgive, yeah. Forgive, release, like, it's not a worry of mine. Did happen, like, it's in the past, it's done. Right. Done deal. I think it's interesting how, especially with cases of abuse, like more serious traumas, that we are so afraid to relive them. We're so afraid to process them at all. And because we're afraid to process them, we don't even realize how simple it can be to really let them go once we face them head on. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I was most hesitant about wanting to do ayahuasca because of because people say that when you when you do ayahuasca it brings back all of your past traumas so that you can work through them to the point where it affects you physically like you'll think of something and you'll puke yeah and because it 
physically, it's been bubbling in your body, like just sitting there for years and years. And if that was something physical, that it's a physical (laughs) manifestation of an emotional release. That's what ayahuasca does. Exactly. And just like you wouldn't let food sit out for longer than a couple of days, imagine leaving it out for years. We're doing that with our thoughts and just pretending they're not Mm. there. And so I think everybody should do ayahuasca. (laughs) I think so too. And that, that I'm glad you said like what people have said because I want everyone to think of things right now that you were not told. You were told your name. You were told when you were born. You were told those are your parents. You were told that's your family. How do you know? Do you remember consciously being delivered in the room? Because I don't. Do you remember? I don't have, I don't have a lot of memories of childhood. I don't remember a lot of it. Not that bad. Not that. So I was told this. I, who the fuck knows? I could be from outer fucking space, you know? Like, who knows? And, but, so think of that. Think about that. Even our history, we're told. Our, the news, we're told. It's just like what I was saying about the, how do we know these other countries exist if I've never been there? Like, you literally <laughs> could show true. me that. I'll believe you. But, like, look at Transformers. Like, they also can make walking machines. Like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> I think it's interesting to also um, think about what has been taken out of the history that has happened that we don't know. What about all... Like, we in the history we learn about, we learn about wars, we learn about violence, we learn about these conflicts between countries and people, but we don't learn massive amounts of healing, what was done for, like, health or uh, farming or just things that Native American lifestyles would talk about and the way that they lived. We don't learn that in school, but I feel like that would be so useful, yeah. I, I think we had a conversation before similar to this where I was saying, can you count the amount of times that somebody has opened a door for you compared to the amount of times somebody has abused you but you cling on to those feelings of abuse and you just block like you just forget about how all of the kindness that you've actually experienced Mm. the percentage of kindness and love and compassion that you've actually experienced in your life is so much larger than the percentage of traumatic experiences you've had i almost feel and i don't know if it's 100 percent true but i almost feel at a young age i feel that when we were maybe in school that trauma was taught uh, i mean it is in a way negative but it can be dealt with in in a certain type of way where it doesn't need to be this long. It doesn't need to be a trauma. It can be solved. Like, you're, you don't need to hold on to it and think about it. It can be a release in a way. I think that as a society, from when we're young, we're trained to view things through fear-based mindsets. So when you watch the news every day, it's I, I say to my client... Before we watch, okay, how many murders were there in Philly today? What are we gonna, what are we gonna see today? Everything on the news is just negative things and the occasional, in place of that with the happy things will be something like a NFL player visiting a school and how that meant to the teacher or something like that. We're not learning about people connecting to outside things within themselves with like the spirit world or, yeah, I don't know. Basic people that are experiencing basic positive things. Right, yeah. So this relates back to what you were saying about a fear-based mindset. And I've been seeing a lot of things online about why didn't teachers teach us this, that, and the third. And I just want to defend teachers right now, (laughs) me being a teacher. Do you really think, people, that teachers are deciding what they teach? No, they are not. (laughs) We are given books. We are given 
like the curriculum books, textbooks to give to the kids. We're told you're teaching this, this, and this, and then you're testing. So these things are all coming from the government because guess what? Public schools are funded by the government. That's not going to change. So what is, what can change is now that we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those people who are coming from a place of love and trying to spread that can be posting that so that in our mental feeds, we're not just getting what's on the news. You should be scared. The crime rate's going up. Look at all this bad shit that's happening in your neighborhood. You can go onto Facebook and you can see those, those people who are spreading the good news about the environment, about what's going on in the world. And so I think that's where it starts. And teachers now who are being exposed to that, as they work their way up, maybe they get to the point where they can decide curriculum, then that's where it'll start. But right now, it's still being controlled. I think definitely with more access to other people's lives, we are starting to get rid of this fear-based thinking because we're able to we connect more with love and light and all these positive things. So when we see that more, it raises that mm. within ourselves to experience that. But for like the older generations who didn't have that, they're, they still have this fear-based thinking. And that's what's run by society today is because of that. They, there hasn't been a full exchange for everyone on this planet yet that that's going to manifest tomorrow. I mean, it's going to take time, but I think because these generations now are more aware of that, that in the future that it will look like that. If we start focusing on doing an act of kindness in every single scenario, if you hit me, okay. Like, you can't even react. Turn the you other cheek. Turn <laughs> the other cheek and look it back at self, look back at the angel again, and just don't give that person love and approval and realize that it's not... It's, we're so narcissistic thinking that everything's about us. Like, everything someone does is, like, a jab to you. And it it may be, but not... But it's really something going on inside. And they're acting, they're holding on to some emotion and then they're acting out of that emotion. And you're just caught in the crossfire. I mean, or you're caught in the crossfire slash you did manifest those things happening to you as well at one point or another. And it could be from a past life of karma or it could, it could just be, it's just karma in general. You have manifested and painted this picture and this is what we do this is what the news do does to us is that it paints this picture of you know the it paints a picture of people living in poverty people of murder of this and that that and the third not showing the positive things because it, and i'm not saying neglect the, the the bad things that are happening it's it's good to call it, bring awareness to it but not to get lost in it don't spend too much time on it let it inspire you let it exactly change how you think of it, give it love and approval. Can you say yes to it? Say yes to it, accept it. It is what it is. It happened. You cannot change that by acting out of fear or anger. The only way you can change anything in your future to what you essentially want in the end, that you feel that you're already lacking, is by picturing it and just picturing it over and over again as if you already have it. It's like fake it till you make it. Keep imagining it. I think the most pivotal realization that I've had with the idea of controlling the behavior of others or the world around me 
was when I realized that the best way to actually control what's going on around you is by changing yourself and acting from a place of love to inspire others. Inspiration to others will control them to go in a positive direction because you're attracting like attracts like. You know, we challenge you all to recognize when emotions do come up, positive and negative, and be willing to just let them go. See if you are able to take a breath and take a step back and stop and write it down. Or you can share it with us on our Instagram at VibeUpThePodcast. Twitter is at VibeUpPodcast. Make sure to follow us on our social media and subscribe. Thanks for listening.